Hello and welcome to Cinema Chat. Cinema Chat is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. And I am your humble host, David Heath. And I thank you very much for uh, listening for the last minute and 50 seconds. And I hope uh, you enjoy uh, the show. We're going to talk about uh, the film Malice from 1993. Uh, it's directed by Harold Becker. Uh, this is uh, uh, Becker was uh, was known for. Let's see, he directed uh, earlier prior prior to this, Vision Quest, uh, Taps, uh, Sea of Love. From the eighties, uh, all did uh, really well in the eighties, and this is a neo noir thriller, and um, it stars uh, Nicole Kidman and Bill Pullman and Alec Baldwin, as you just heard in that little soliloquy. Uh, the film is very plot heavy. Uh, there's lots of stuff going on. Uh, there's a, a serial killer. Uh, and rapist on the loose, on the loose, uh, but our main characters really uh, start with um, Andy and Tracy, uh, played by Bill Pullman and Nicole Kidman. Uh, they're a successful couple. He's an associate dean at a college, and Tracy is an art teacher. Um, Andy isn't completely sure of of himself. Uh, despite his career success, um, you get the feeling he feels kind of lucky to be in the spot that he's in, um, married to Tracy, again, played by Nicole Kidman. Well, in comes uh, Alec Baldwin, who plays, obviously, a hotshot doctor, uh, really thinks a lot of himself. He's cocky beyond belief, and... You know, by the way, um, Alec Baldwin certainly knows how to deliver a soliloquy, <laughs> probably better than almost any other actor alive. Not saying he's the best actor ever, but he really delivers uh, a, a soliloquy. <laughs> the uh, uh, but the three of the, the our three main characters end up living in the same house uh, due to. Uh, wanting some help, uh, paying some re repair bills, and he gives him the top floor. And uh, the film quickly goes into a plot where one of his students, one of Andy's students, uh, uh, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, by the way, is murdered, and he discovers the body, he calls it in. Um, we don't know where the film is headed from here. Uh, Andy is listed, uh, Andy is the main suspect uh, in, in the beginning uh, due to the fact that he was on the scene. Uh, but our male characters get more locked in with their personalities as the film goes on. Um, Dr. Hill uh, gets more demented and Andy becomes more unsure of himself and things that are going on around him. And um, Andy, being a suspect of murder, is questioned by his cop friend, uh, Dana, who's played by uh, Baby Newworth. And really fun role uh, from, from her, fun, 
fun performance from her, by the way. Uh, meanwhile, Andy's wife is discovered that she's pregnant and ends up in the uh, emergency room and the and in the operating room. And Dr. Hill operates on her and makes a regrettable decision. And that causes a lawsuit. And uh, I don't want to get too detailed on on the plot because I think this is a fun film to watch and I and I uh, feel like not enough people have seen it. Uh, so I would hope that you would go out and see this 28-year-old film. Uh, there's a lot of suspense in the film. We, we can't tell in advance how the film will will direct us or misdirect us. It's a story of deception and betrayal. And some of the some of the outcomes and uh, in, in the and the from this plot are a bit incredulous. And it's harrowing at times. It's suspenseful uh, nearly the whole time. Uh, the music is by Jerry Smith or Jerry Smith, Jerry Goldsmith, excuse me, uh, who is uh, known for the Rambo movies, uh, Poltergeist, The Omen. Planet of the Apes, uh, the original, and um, uh, he died in 2004. He was 75 years old, had his hands on more than 100 soundtracks, though. But this music is uh, chilling at times, and it's, it's, it's on point. Uh, there's a great supporting cast for, for this, uh, this film, uh, uh, it, it's, it, also, it also has Anne Bancroft as Tracy's lush mother, uh, who, by the way, was supposedly dead at, at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Tracy lied and said that her mom was dead. Why did she do that? I don't know. George C. Scott is, appears in the film as Dr. Kessler, uh, Dr. Hill's former boss. Um, he, you may have heard of... George C. Scott, uh, but uh, he had uh, one scene uh, where he he had uh, some dialogue, and um, Anne Bancroft had one scene, and both were really good, riveting scenes. Uh, Bibi Newworth uh, is also in the film. Uh, she delivers a performance with you know where she plays a fast talking cop with a heart. Um, she's a good friend of Andy's, and by the way, she is 63 years old now. Uh, Peter Gallagher is in the film, uh, a good performance as an attorney uh, that is involved with the lawsuit against Dr. Hill. Um, and by the way, Peter Gallagher over 100 credits, and he is 65. Yosef uh, Sommer. Uh, plays an, an attorney uh, representing Dr. Hill. Uh, now, you may not recognize his name, or you may not even recognize his face, but he has a, such a distinct voice. And he's known for being, you know, he's known for his some of voiceover work, but uh, also uh, played Dirty Harry's boss uh, in the original Dirty Harry film. Uh, he also played a cop boss in the film Witness in 1980, 
uh, six with Harrison Ford, eighty five or eighty six. Uh, uh, he will be eighty seven years old in June. Tobin Bell uh, is uh, known for his film uh, that he made a year, in, in the year a year later, uh, The Firm, uh, which is also a, a thriller, which we covered on this podcast. Uh, near the beginning of uh, of the time we started recording these episodes, but uh, he plays a creepy character, just like he played a creepy character in the firm. Uh, but uh, he will be seventy eight years old in August. Um, Alec Baldwin uh, plays Doctor Hill, of course. Uh, he'll be sixty three in April. And by the way, don't look now, but he has one hundred and forty four credits. Unbelievable. Um, he's obviously an excellent actor, and here in Malice, he was in his prime, just uh, delivering the great the great lines, and um, not quite the Alec Baldwin that you you maybe have been accustomed to seeing more recently. Uh, where you know, in my in all of honesty, I think he sometimes doesn't really try very hard in in his in his roles. I don't think he feels like he has to. But that's just my opinion. Um, and, uh, you know, if he only weren't so crazy, I, I think he would be uh, beloved by the, the this generation. Some people do uh, love him. And he is an excellent actor. Uh, but if he just stop uh, attacking people for taking a parking spot and things like that, you know, life would be better for Alec Baldwin. But uh, Bill Pullman uh, is uh, really our protagonist in the film. Um, you know, what happened to Bill Pullman, by the way? Well, he's still filming things, and he's he's 66 years old now. Um, he um, has 98 credits, though. Um, but none of the films that he's made uh, since the since the 90s have been, um, have had the success that uh, the, even this film had, or um, certainly Independence Day, uh, while you were sleeping, space balls. Um, you know, he, he's been in smaller, smaller pictures, uh, as, as of late, really for two full decades. Um, Nicole Kidman, um, she has what I would consider to be a little bit of a breakout role for her. Uh, this is, a I think her first really great performance. Uh, she's kind of bottled up in early, earlier films, like, like you know, Days of Thunder, uh, Far and Away, and uh, the those earlier films that she made, uh, I don't think we could have de deciphered that she was going to become uh, a great actress. And um, she plays somebody really. I uh, don't want to give too much away, but she really kind of has multiple personalities in this film. Uh, you know, I'd like to talk uh, about a comparison of. Uh, Nicole Kidman's uh, film two years after this, uh, which she made called To Die For, which also starred Joaquin Phoenix, uh, where in that film, Joaquin Phoenix plays a teenage boy who falls in love with Nicole Kidman's character, who is a TV star or, or local TV star. Um, and um, and uh, she used him. And um, now I would say... Uh, that that film has a little bit in common, a little bit in common, 
with this one. I think they're both neo-noirs, and they're both thrillers. We don't know what direction the film is going in. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I think that if you polled uh, 10 people uh, with, and, after, and forced them to watch both these movies, uh, I think uh, there's a chance that 6 out of 10 would say they like To Die For better. Um, I liked Malice better. Now, you know, not by a lot, but but definitely by a, a significant amount. Um, I think Malice is just, you know, a, a, a terrific film. And um, I absolutely um, think Nicole Kidman was perfect in this movie. Ah, well, as she was in the, uh, what was in the uh, To Die For movie also. Uh, but it's nice to see Nicole Kidman in this role, uh, but... Uh, when you fast forward to 2020, uh, where she was uh, the one of the stars in uh, in that uh, HBO miniseries uh, called uh, um, oh, The Undoing, it just wasn't coming to me. The Undoing. I think uh, it's 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 pr that was a that's a pretty great uh, miniseries, and I highly recommend that. And um, if you like uh, um, this movie, Malice, then you'll definitely like uh, the Undoing miniseries. And, yeah, Nicole Kidman is just great. She's just an excellent actress. And she is uh, beginning a, really, uh, the, toward the beginning of a long career uh, when she made this film, Malice. Uh, Malice, I think, is a gem of a film, which Surprisingly, only 52% um, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes is the score for Malice. I, I don't get it. I, I think this is um, an excellent film. And um, I, uh, you know, I, I'd, put it in, I'd put it in my top five of thrillers of the 90s. And how many thrillers were there? There are a lot. Uh, but I'd probably slide it right, pat, right, number two, right past The Firm right behind the firm, um, as far as thrillers in the 90s. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, maybe you feel differently. Uh, but I highly recommend it. Uh, the film did make $46 million on a $23 million budget. $46 million is not very much today. Um, or is it, though? Uh, you know, we uh, have talked on this podcast more than once uh, about how there seems to be two different kinds of movies right now. There's the theme park, bubblegum, um, you know, uh, cotton candy, um, have whatever you adjective you want to put to it. Um, the super hero films uh, and the, uh, the the $300 million budget films and, and $200 million budget films. Uh, but, but what happened to the films with $20 million budgets, $50 million budgets? What happened to those movies? Um, and why don't we have thrillers anymore? You know, and certainly uh, The Undoing is that miniseries that I think is a, an excellent, uh, excellent thriller. And I, um, they followed it up. HBO did with, uh, with uh, one with uh, the uh, Kaylee Cuco star called the uh, the flight attendant. I um, that 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 those two miniseries give me hope. Um, you know, but what happened to these thrillers? Why don't they make them anymore? Um, they're either making really small budget films or they're making the huge budget films. 
There's no middle of the road, no room for those. And um, I, I, you know, I, it's the answer. The, the answer is actually fairly simple. Uh, you know, you make a $50 million picture, it makes 10 million and then you uh, feel like you're screwed and you can't do that. Whereas uh, you make a, a $200 million action hero movie, uh, you know that it's going to make, make its money back. Um, and you hope that it makes 400 million or 500 or 600 million. Uh, but sooner or later, these um, action hero movies are going to go the way of the Western um, or, or, and the, uh, the musical. Uh, when they made so many Westerns and musicals in the 60s, said this many times on the podcast, when they make so many movies, Westerns and, and musicals, um, once there were a couple of thuds, for for return box office returns, they stopped making westerns and musicals, and so uh, that was what is going on with the action hero movie. And it isn't that as if I don't like action hero movies. Um, it is that I think that they are making too many, and uh, hopefully Hollywood will get will get on its feet uh, after the this uh, pandemic stuff is over, and um, and will maybe start making. Mid-level budgets again, mid-budget movies again. I I sure hope so. Uh, but Malice is a terrific movie. Uh, it is almost it is almost a quintessential '90s film. Um, a- action, suspense, um, tiny bit of horror, uh, but uh, it it does it does get a little creepy more than once, and um, you know you don't know about the characters. You don't know who they are. You think you know who they are in the beginning, but do you really know who they are? Um, so, uh, but it's a fascinating film and it is a little bit of a character study of the way people uh, can put on a, a facade and make, make believe that there's somebody who they're not. Uh, but, but I highly recommend seeing Malice um, again from 1993 and um, you're you're in for a treat if you've never seen it, I believe, and you like thrillers. I think it's great. Uh, but uh, that's all I got for today. Uh, this is uh, a Cinema Chat, and again, I am your humble host, David Heath, and hope that you are continuing to enjoy the podcast episodes, and I'm enjoying churning them out, and I just hope that it hits all, all a lot of ears. Uh, but and hopefully some hearts well thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for listening